The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to talk from the inside of sports. It's time for G. Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and co-host Micah Warren. We'll talk to and about players, front office personnel, agents, and the newsmakers in and around sports. Now, here are your hosts, G. Cobb and Micah Warren. G. Cobb with you on voiceofamerica.com. And, uh, of course, my uh, co-host is Michael Warren. And, and we happen to be at a uh, baseball game tonight. Uh, we've been up here covering the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, they're at training camp, uh, and we're up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Uh, but right now we're covering uh, a Pedro Martinez who's going to be pitching for a minor league uh, team. And so we get a chance to see him as uh, uh, the Phillies acquired, acquired him, they signed him. And so uh, it's ex- a lot of baseball, a lot of football, a lot of, a lot of things going on. How are you doing, Micah? I'm doing well. We're broadcasting live from Coca-Cola Park, G. This is a little bit different for us. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, we were at the uh, practice today. The Eagles are getting ready. LaShawn McCoy was out there demonstrating his skills. Uh, uh, we're, we're still kind of holding our breath, trying to get Jeremy Macklin into camp uh, because he's holding out. Uh, he, he, you know, he doesn't have a contract yet, uh, so I really can't call it so much a holdout, but he hasn't signed his deal yet. So you, you got that going on, and uh, it's an exciting time, though, because, uh, you know, Donovan McNabb and, and Deshaun Jackson uh, looking very promising. Uh, Brent Selleck had a big day, uh, had some big catches by Cornelius Ingram. Uh, so there's a lot of excitement that's uh, staring up around the Eagles, uh, even though they've got some injuries and there are a lot of question marks. But there's a lot of excitement. And, of course, uh, you've also got the defending world champion, uh, Philadelphia Phillies. And so we're, we're talking about all of them. So there, there's a lot to discuss now. Let's start off. Uh, start off with the Phillies. Um, those of you that uh, were following the Phillies, you know that there's all the talk about Roy Holiday. Roy Holiday. Roy Holiday. Well, Roy Holiday, uh, as far as the Phillies were concerned, proved to be too expensive, so they went ahead and they grabbed Cliff Lee. And uh, what would you tell the people about Cliff Lee, uh, Micah? Well, first of all, last year, gee, he won 22 games, and uh, I, I was talking. I was talking to Paul Jolivis today at, at camp, and. Uh, you know, we're talking about wins, losses, and that's all. Oh, it's not that important. You don't win 22 games by accident. You know, he's the reigning AL Cy Young Award winner. Uh, he's got a 3.14 ERA with a WHIP in the 1.2s. Uh, I'll tell you what he, does, what, what he does. He makes this rotation a lot better. Um, you feel a lot better. Hamels is starting to pitch a lot better. So with him, now you got Lee. You know, Cap might be the odd man out. I don't. I don't believe that yet. But this rotation just got a lot better, and it doesn't even have to be great when you consider the lineup. I mean, the lineup's just phenomenal. So getting Lee, I heard one person make a comment that they got 80, uh, 80 or 90% of Halliday for 60% of the price. So, uh, you know, it, you know that, that, that's, I think it's a shrewd move uh, because you look at it, they were able to hang on to um, 
the talented young, you know, the talented young uh, pitcher, the talented young uh, players that they have that that everybody uh, is looking at and holds in such high regard. So they're able to hang on to them, and then they they get a guy that no, he's not Roy Holiday, but you know, you got a guy that was is the, the reigning Cy Young Award winner in the American League, yeah. uh, a guy who is clearly an outstanding pitcher. And now you've got uh, a couple of guys you can hand the ball to with a lot of confidence in a series uh, with the Hamels and Lee, and you got to feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I mean, they made oh, yeah. their team better, clearly, without, you know, they didn't, they got Carrasco, Donald Knapp, and uh, Lou Marson, which you can live with. If, if, this, if this helps get, get you to another World Series, you can live with this. You really can. And I think they made the right move, and, and Ruben Amaro deserves a lot of credit for, uh, for uh-huh. going out and getting it done. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely think it's a good move, and it it, it can't hurt. Well, you know, the, you know the thing about it is uh, you've got uh, a guy who uh, you can give the ball to. Uh, he's a quality pitcher. You, you hang on to you, you know all of that talent. And the thing about it is, uh, we know that when you're talking about uh, as for the guys other than the pitchers, uh, you know, the, the, if the Phillies aren't the best lineup. In baseball, uh, you got to show me who is better, uh, right? Because they clearly have an outstanding lineup, and I know you know you got to also look at the at the Yankees, and you look at the um, you look at the Red Sox. You know they're good, but I, I think if you think about the Phillies and their and their lineup, that um, they're as good as, as anybody that uh, that's in the game. So, and especially uh, when Rollins is getting on, I mean he really is the key. Uh, I know you can say that probably about any lineup, but really more so with this lineup because you got uh, Rollins and Victorino at the top that are just so fast. If you get those guys on, not only do you have speed on the base pass, have fun with Utley, uh, Howard, and and Abias coming up, and then Worth and Ruiz. I mean that that's crooked numbers in a lot of innings, and you can really do some damage to people. So so now let's say you do that once or twice, you get four oh, runs or so, and you got a leader. You're, you're, uh, you're doing the Charlie Manuel thing with the crooked, uh, crooked, uh, crooked numbers, huh? The <laughs> crooked numbers, yeah. But, but you know, it adds up quickly, and then you look at... You just grab, wait, hold on. You just grabbed that from the man. You didn't give him any credit for him. Uh, Charlie you know, Manuel uh, didn't you just played your ride, and, and then you continued on. You know that's Charlie's talk. Crooked numbers. Charlie Manuel did not invent the term crooked numbers. I've been hearing that for years. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. With <laughs> but, but, but Charlie does like to use it, though. You, you have to admit that. He puts crooked numbers. You know, but, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, we've been talking so much about Jim Johnson. You know, those of you that are listening, uh, Jim Johnson is the Eagles' uh, former uh, defensive coordinator, uh, just a, a legendary uh, guy, you know, with the, the way he was able to uh, – Create defenses and uh, and work with the strengths of his team and and really make his talent better than it was. Uh, Jim passed away for those of you that earlier in the week, and um, in a lot of ways, you know, Charlie has some. You know, they share some things alike with that uh, with their their whole style. You know, um, and uh, I, I think you know the city has really kind of taken to uh, these guys who are somewhat unorthodox as as teachers, but. You know, they, they, they've gained a lot of respect. And clearly, you know, Charlie has in the city as well as Jim Johnson. And it's kind of kind of funny. You see uh, these guys who have, uh, who have made, you know, uh, their whole way, their whole style, have made it popular in, in the city. 
Yeah, and you know, I think the, the thing that sticks out to me the most about Jim Johnson and Charlie Manuel, gee, we talked about this earlier with regards to Jim Johnson, about how he knew his guys. He knew what they could do, what they, did, what they couldn't do, and he would build around that. I think Charlie Manuel knows his team as well as anybody in baseball. He knows his team. And, and you know, if somebody's struggling or, or something like that, you know, he knows how to get them going. He knows how to push the different buttons, and that's huge. I mean, that might be one of the most important aspects of coaching is knowing your guys. Well, you know, that is so true because, um, you know, uh, we, we all know. I mean, you know, it's not talked about a lot, but, you know, you've got personalities, and, you, you know, you're dealing with, you're dealing with people that, uh, you know, the big thing that they've got to do is, uh, you know, they've got to get a guy to respond and find out, you know, well, what, what motivates this guy? What gets him going? What, what brings that charge out of him? And clearly, you know, both Charlie and Jim Johnson have been able to do that. Now, as I said, they're not the smoothest and, you know, with Jim, you know, unlike maybe Charlie, who um, doesn't come across as being, you know, coming out kind of laying everything on the line to uh, the media. You know, Jim would come out and basically, you know, he, he would give it to you raw. That, yeah. You know, this is what happened. This is what it is. We're not good enough or whatever, you know. Uh, he, he, would, he would let you know. And, you know, uh, Charlie hasn't been as much that way, but they both have their own styles, and they know what makes uh, their players tick. Uh, they have their own styles, so obviously they know themselves very well, and uh, they know um, the guys who uh, they've been coaching. And, and, and that really is what coaching is all about. You've got to get the best out of the people you have. It's not about, you know, um, talking about, you know, what's going on with other teams or whatever. The people that you've got on your team, how can you maximize the talent and get the most out of those guys, uh, that's what it comes down to. And, and both of those guys have been able to do that, and that's why, you know, they're rather popular in, in the city of Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. And, and any time that you get, especially in Philadelphia, wouldn't they actually talk to us? You know, because it's one of the things that, that Andy Reid has come off as a little cold, because he doesn't give you much, he doesn't tell you much, which in the grand scheme of things is fine, but it doesn't endear you to the fans. But you're right, Jim Johnson, he'd tell you. You know, you knew what was going on with the defensive side of the ball. Just ask Jim Johnson. And, and Charlie will tell you, too. So, I mean, that's, you know, that in a championship that right. <laughs> wins the city over forever. Well, you know, they, they won the city over. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, some of the things we were talking about um, earlier um, with regards to the football team, we're going to get into some of that and talking about, you know, the fact that, um, you know, they've got a lot of talent. They've got to have that talent come together, though, you know. And you, you start with the offensive line, you know, they – Came out, did their um, fitness run yesterday, and come out, and you, you know you got got all these guys uh, nursing this, nursing that. So now you got Sean Andrews out with back spasms. You got Jason Peters down with a quad spasm. You got um, uh, we got Santi Samuel, his hamstring is tight. You got Trevor Lawrence talking about him, his hamstring is tight. You got all this going on, uh, and. You know, you're trying to get these guys on the field to get used to playing together. And, you know, you got to deal with this. So it's, just, it's not an easy situation. No, it's not. But you know what? It's early in training camp, and you tend to see these kind of little tweaks and things once you start working out a little bit. Maybe you didn't come into the camp in the best shape you could have. So, yeah, these, these things happen. We'll see it all over the league. But uh, you're right, especially with this team. They have a lot of talent, but it's a lot of talent that hasn't played together. Um, especially on the offensive line. So they definitely need to get those guys in. And especially, speaking of Macklin, um, good news for the Eagles and Macklin is, I don't know if you saw Larry English sign today for the Chargers. 
he was a first-round linebacker, but he's around. I'm trying to remember exactly where he was drafted. It's not far from that. That's a good mm-hmm. sign because you know these guys like to wait and see what yeah. the guys above and behind them are getting. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, you've got the Darius Haywood Bay has been signed. Right. I uh, was still waiting on, uh, from uh, what I understand, um, uh, you know, the wide receiver, one thing of a Michael Crabtree uh, with the uh, 49ers. We're waiting for him to get his deal done. Uh, but the more of these guys that get signed, the easier it's going to be to get uh, Macklin in there because he, he definitely needs to get in. And, and, and Andy's needling him every day. And uh, they they're putting the pressure on this kid, and they're turning it up. And uh, he's got to know he's got to get in because, um, you know, they're going over a lot of things and working on different routes and putting in plays. And, uh, you know, I, I probably exaggerated a little bit that they put in 50 pass plays. But, you know, um, maybe I didn't exaggerate that they put in 50 pass plays because I know Andy uh, will go into a game with, you know, 100 to 200 some plays, I mean, which, you know, that's just, <laughs> just throwing the ball. So. Yeah. Uh, they've got all kind of plays. There's a lot he needs to learn. Uh, he is clearly a, an exciting weapon, a guy who can be really um, uh, beneficial to that football team because, you know, people are going to try to take away Deshaun Jackson. And if you put Macklin out there and with his speed and the playmaking ability, put so much more pressure on the defense. And, uh, and I haven't even mentioned Brian Westbrook, who's been working out real hard uh, for the birds. So, uh, yeah, I see a lot of promise. But, but still, and, gee, you've seen this too. Um, you, you get these guys holding out. If you hold out long enough into your camp, it sounds ridiculous. It could ruin your whole year. It really can. You get behind. You never get caught up. You don't get as much playing time. And then what if you get a freak injury because you're not really up to speed and now you've lost the whole year? So it's really, really important for him to get in. And I, I don't think I'm overstating that. And this is not a team that can afford to have him miss even half the year. They need him in there. They need him now. Well, there's no doubt about that, and that's why you know. Then I start getting into the whole thing with the, with the uh, with the agent. You've got uh, Jim Steiner, who uh, works with, I believe it's um, Creative Artists, I believe, uh, who has a. I mean, they've got most of the guys uh, in that yeah. first round, right? And you know, Jeremy's got him as an agent now. Is he doing this in Jeremy's best interest, or is he doing it in his own best interest? Because in Jeremy's best interest, you've got to weigh the money against what he can make in the future if he gets in there and he proves himself to be productive. Uh, The contract he'll sign then will dwarf the the contract he'll sign now. So you've got to weigh those twos. and And I don't know at times where players let agents start making decisions for them that they should be making themselves and realize that the agent is working for the player rather than the player working for the agent. And I, I think that's a big issue uh, that, uh, uh, in fact, I was going to talk to the NFL Players Association about this because I think at times some agents don't do their own player a good service because you're putting immense pressure on Jeremy Macklin by holding him out of camp, uh, making him have to just, you know, just wait and now he puts himself in a position when he comes into camp. Uh, you know, Andy could be down on him. Uh, Marty Morningwick could be down on him. For that matter, Donovan could be down on him because he missed all the time. And you, you're really not helping your guy by doing that, you know. And that's the big one, Donovan. If he doesn't trust you, he's not throwing the ball. Look at Freddie Mitchell. You know, no. He's not, not the worst receiver in the world, but 
Donovan didn't trust him. He didn't trust he was going to be where he was going to be. He's not going to throw the ball. Especially Donovan. He doesn't take risks with the ball. If he doesn't think you're doing what you're supposed to be, he's not throwing you the ball. You know, have fun with that. But you know what, G? This has to be a point in negotiations of the next CBA. These rookie contracts are just, this is, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous for guys that have never played it down to be dictating yeah. anything. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, it, it's going to be a sticking point because, see, not everybody in the uh, Players Association uh, is eager to give up the players signing for the big bucks because they say if these rookies don't get the money, then that's going to end up uh, allowing them to cap what they're giving to the veterans because even though, you know, a guy like Matt Stafford doesn't deserve the money he got, because he got more, so much money, that's going to allow the next quarterback to go in and go, wait a minute, this guy got this money. He doesn't have the resume I have. you gotta, you got to ante up that money. So we'll see how that works out, but clearly it's not fair. Uh, there's no fairness at all to uh, a guy coming out of college ball and walking in and day one making more than Tom Brady. I mean, come on. You know. Well, and not only that, Jay, what about the guy that comes in in the seventh round, gets seventh-round money, he's locked into a four-year deal. What if he could play? What if yeah. he's a really good player, and now he's locked into this deal because that's what seventh-round picks make. Now he's screwed. You know, well, a guy like Marcus you know. Colston. Why would, I, why would I redo his contract when I can let him sit for four years making nothing? That's just correct. And, and well, you know, that, those are the kind of, uh, of issues that got to be dealt with. But, you know, uh, right now with Jeremy Macklin, you know, he is in such a tenuous uh, position because on one hand, he wants to get his money. On another hand, doesn't want to stay out so long that he puts himself so much in a hole uh, to try to, um, you know, find a way to, um, uh, to you know, to, to, uh, to catch up. Uh, with all of the plays he's got to learn, with all of the different formations and the routes, all of the things he's got to do, to expect him to catch up right away, that's just, just not reasonable. So something's going to give one way or the other. Yeah, well, and, uh, hopefully, hopefully he gets it in a reasonable time. Um, because especially in this offense, it doesn't throw the ball. You need to know the route. It's a timing thing. He need, Donovan needs to know you're going to be where you're going to be. And... Otherwise, I mean, you might as well scratch him. And now, gee, even more so with Curtis walking out today. Yeah, well, you know, that's a, uh, you know, that's a situation where you see LaShawn McCoy taking advantage of the fact that Brian Westbrook is, is not playing. He's not, he's not out there. He's not practicing. Right. The fact that he's not practicing now has opened the door for him. And what is he doing? He's, he is working on his game. He's getting all those reps. It's going to make him uh, ready to play when he does get an opportunity. And you've got uh, Macklin. Now the door is open for him, and uh, he's holding out of camp. So, you know, Boy, that, that's a problem. Especially when you look at the big reason that Sean broke in last year was because, you know, Reggie Brown was hurt and Kevin Curtis was hurt. I mean, he stepped in because he had to. Macklin could have that same opportunity, and instead he's sitting at home and not getting it done. So, it, it, well, it's he's not at home. He's, uh, he's in Philadelphia, from what I understand. <laughs> you know, he's not in camp. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> that? Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter where he is. He's not in camp. I know where he's not. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely he's not in camp. And, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, um, uh, you know, I guess there's a break coming up here pretty soon, right? Yeah, we should be ready for a commercial soon. They're letting us go tonight, Jake. Yeah, they are letting us go. Um, 
Now, continuing on, uh, talking about the whole thing, um, you know, uh, with Donovan McNabb. Uh, right. Donovan McNabb, uh, the way this team is turned over, because really, you know, I was talking, and I, I know I, I had probably had a conversation with you as well as a number of other people about the fact that with Jim, Jim uh, Johnson's passing, there are really not a lot of guys on the team that have had a long time with Jim because there are not a lot of guys on that defense that are that old. I mean, you think that Sheldon Brown is the lone starter, the lone defensive player that's still on the team from that was on the team for that Super Bowl season. Yeah, so he was there from 02. And then next I think you have to go to, you know, Trent Cole's 05 was a rookie. Mike Patterson was 05. Quentin Michael. Quentin Michael's actually been around a while. He's just been playing special teams for so long. Uh, yeah. But he's actually, I think a lot of people think he's this young kid. He's really not. He's been around quite a bit. Yeah, he has uh, been a while because he's been playing special teams a good while. Yeah, you know, um, 06. I don't, you're right. I hadn't thought about that really. But there's, other than, other than Sheldon Brown, and he's the guy that doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you, got, you got one guy uh, off of that uh, Super Bowl team, one defensive starter that's still with the football team. So, uh, and, and then you look at all the turnover on the offensive side. Of course, they, you know, that line, uh, that offensive line, none of those guys uh, were starters in that Super Bowl. Not one guy on the line was a starter. No, and, you know, right. and that's probably a good thing a, at this point, though. You know, Fraley, it was time for Fraley to go. Uh, oh, you know, no, I mean, it's, left, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not a negative, but you, you just see the turnover. And, and the whole thing I was saying is, and you look at the skill people and all the turnover there, and you realize uh, how much these guys look up to Donovan McNabb because guys like LaShawn McCoy and Jeremy Macklin and Cornelius Ingram grew up watching Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Uh, they grew up uh, watching him. So, you know, there's a lot of excitement on their part. Uh, to get a chance to to see him. But uh, we'll continue with you on uh, voiceamerica.com as uh, we at uh, GCOB in the house as we continue. And uh, we'll be back with you in a moment. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports discover the world's only speed training program that guarantees your athletes have their best season ever or your money back no questions asked let's face it the best athletes on any team in any sport are the fastest athletes the team with the most speed is almost always going to be more successful the fact that you're listening to this right now tells me that you know this is true and that your athletes are not as fast as you want them to be but how do you make them faster after all like many coaches maybe you were told that you can't teach speed that an athlete is either born with it or they're not right wrong Arguably the biggest myth in all of sports is that you can't teach speed or coach athletes to new levels of athletic success and performance. The level of success your athletes experience has little to do with running plays or specific ball skills. Instead, it depends entirely on your ability to teach them the one skill required to dominate every sport, speed. Put Latif Thomas and his team to work for you. Visit CompleteSpeedTraining.com or call toll-free 877-510-3278. That's 877 877- 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 510 
There has never been a better time to become a videographer in the sport of hunting. And right now, you can combine everything you love about hunting with a career in television. And you can learn it at home with Brock Ray's Outdoor Videography School. Hunter and TV personality Brock Ray has put together a course taught by TV professionals. And it all comes to you in a six-DVD home set that lets you learn about this lucrative occupation on your own time. Now, get paid for the hunts you shoot. That's right, when you purchase the home study course and learn our techniques, you can submit your video to us. And if it gets chosen, your segment might appear on our nationally televised Better Built's World of Outdoors. We will pay you for using your video. Call now at 205-625-5480. We invite you to visit our website at OutdoorVideoSchool.com. Start your career in television now. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house, featuring Gary Cobb and co-host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll-free. 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to GaryCobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb back with you on VoiceAmerica.com and course with my co-host Michael Warren. Now I'm looking at the, some of the uh, notes that I took from uh, today. Uh, Mike Patterson had a couple sacks. He sacked Kevin Cobb a couple times um, and uh, he, he looks pretty good. You know, he's of course uh, one of the more consistent players on that defense. Uh, I've got here, uh, I remember a, a great catch by Cornelius Ingram. In fact, uh, Stuart Bradley got his hands on the football <laughs> But uh, Ingram was able to pull it down anyway, and that that uh that happened today. It was a great catch. Uh, I got down here, Brian Smith. Now um, that kid's in trouble, I think. You know, well, he's uh, a little light in the pants, really, as you like yeah, to say. Really didn't. Really hasn't shown me anything. Not not even speed or anything. Again, I didn't get to the morning practice. I saw the afternoon, which is essentially a walkthrough indoors because of the rain. Um, it's, Brian the speed is not get caught up in a numbers game at some point. Yeah, his speed isn't terrible, but it's not. Uh, I don't see size there. Um, I really haven't been impressed with him. You know, and it, it makes me wonder why they even uh, why they even drafted him. You know, hey, you know? third round pick is a lot. They they spent a third round pick on Brian Smith, and, and pretty soon, yeah, I want to know why they drafted him too. Uh, Joe Mays is another guy to keep an eye on mm-hmm. um, because I, I don't think anyone's yeah. terribly impressed with the Eagles linebackers other than Stuart Bradley. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even if Joe Mays is good, I mean they got him. He's got to be inside. I don't know. Could he even play outside? Well, uh, they're giving him a shot. They're taking a look at him at, at will, but uh, I don't think he's a will backer. You know, uh, and the, I think he could play it run wise because he's got a great you know sense of the ball. Out of. The whole thing is, can he cover those backs coming out of the backfield? I don't think he's fast enough to cover the faster backs in the league. So uh, that's where I see a problem with the, you know, I, I don't think he can cover those back coming out of the back. That's right. a problem there. Um, let's see here. Uh, Hank Baskets. Now, Hank, <laughs> you know, uh, 
I know you know he got married and he got a lot of attention out of that and everything, but he's going to have to be uh, relying on Kendra if he keeps on playing like he's been playing, dropping balls all over the place. So uh, he's, he needs to get his act together. Uh, yeah, and you, the guy that the guy that could end up surprising us, G, could be Reggie Brown. I mean, yeah, I heard could he's had a very good off season, and if the injuries continue or if Macklin doesn't get in, Curtis isn't right. He's the one guy. He's got good starting experience. He can come in and start. I have no problem with him starting opposite to Sean Jackson. Yeah, he, he could. He could be a starter. And remember that he's younger. Uh, he's making less money. And, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been injured. Okay, you know, look at the injuries of Kevin Curtis. You know, he's looking at a guy that's damaged goods. I mean, he's so I think that, uh, you know, down the road, I think that's what the Eagles are, are probably looking at. And we'll see, uh, you know. Because you you, you got to watch yourself, you know. If, if he's going to, you know, be out in this action and stuff, uh, you know that they're starting to say, okay, uh, a, a aging, injured player. Making a lot of money. Let's note that. Making a lot of money. And what do you yeah, think the odds are? We're not going to know this for several weeks. What what Could Kevin Curtis be the odd man out? Uh, I could see him being the odd man out if he continues to miss time. Right. What do you think? You know, he's just not going to be healthy. Uh, you know, the first day he was out there, he submitted, you know, I'm not 100%. Uh, my groin still feels tight. My hamstring, you know, I'm just not. You know, he's, he's uh, talking about it. So I don't know that, you know, he's going to be able to beat that. And you see L.J. Smith is down in Baltimore. <laughs> and he's, he's still missing time. You know, I just saw something uh, yesterday. He's not practicing. Gee, maybe that's what they signed him to do. Did you even see why they signed him? Maybe that's what they signed him for. Yeah, well, they, they, they got what they wanted. Time. They got, they got, they needed a guy to miss mixed practices and uh, be up and down and in and out all over the place. They got the <laughs> right guy. Now, you know, also you got Big Hollis, who uh, I had written. Um, it's been, I mean, I mean, it's been a while. Uh, I written about the fact that uh, Hollis came into town. The Eagles took a look at him and everything, and Hollis had a number of other teams that took a look at him, and he decided to uh, sign uh, with the St. Louis Rams. And maybe he thinks he's got the best opportunity there. Uh, coming up here, he would have to compete for a job. There's no question. So maybe he thinks he goes there. <laughs> you know, you got a team that's got a lousy defense. Uh, go, uh, you know, uh, play for them, and you could uh, maybe, you know, get you in a few more years, you know. I, I think he'd be a good signing for them, especially when you look at a team like that that's so bad. you got to bring in guys, bring in competition. Uh, you know, he's been there, done that. Um, you add him, and then you hope maybe you get something out of Chris Long and he starts to develop. But uh, Spagnuolo's got some work to do down there. I think we can agree on that. Well, uh, maybe not as much as Joe McDaniels does in Denver, but, but Spagnuolo's got some work to do with that defense for the Rams. Uh, the yeah. whole team. Let's just he, say the whole team is that. Work. He's got work to do that? that whole team. Uh, so I have no problem yeah. with that signing. I think that's good. And you know what? Uh, you, you just basically um, – Got me on something right there. Just saying that is that I, I didn't mention the fact that you know Spagnola was down there. Of course, Hollis already has a, a relationship with Spags, right? And and that's why he's down there. He he went with a place where he, he knew that, uh, uh, you know, he probably looked at the numbers, looked at the players, and said, well, I could play for a former coach either place. I might as well go play for a former coach where they don't have a lot of talent especially inside, because they don't really have a lot of talent inside, and they know that Hollis would know how to do, do a good job stopping up the run. And, so they, too, you know, he can also come sense. in. 
he, he can also come in and help out the other guys. This is what he's like. This is what Spagnuolo this is what right. he expects from us. This is, you know, help implement a system. You know, Andy Reid, remember when he came in 99, he brought Landetta and uh, Doug Peterson from, right. from Green Bay. You know, guys that know him, they're comfortable with him, good veteran guys. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even, you know, uh, you mentioned Landetta. See, I, did, I hadn't really even thought about that either, that he brought Landetta here. But, yeah, in 99, uh, that was his first year. Um, I mean, there's not much, many more consummate professionals than that that could, you know, I think it is a good, good idea to help, you know, even, even if they're not giving the production on the field. You know, Doug Peterson wasn't really brought here to produce on the field. They wanted him to, you know, help keep the seat warm, help the other guys learn his offense. That's right, and not be in a situation where, you know, you're you're pressuring. He wasn't much of a threat to Donovan. Uh, It's not where you've got, uh, you know, a guy who's done anything in the league and he knows he's just there. He's keeping the seat warm. Uh, He's not any kind of threat to take the job. And uh, I thought that that was probably a wise decision by Andy uh, because he gave Donovan some chance to sit back and see what Doug was doing. At least Doug was doing it by the book, even though he wasn't doing anything special and he had a, you know, one of those uh, Cracker Jack arms, you know. You know the prize you get in the Cracker Jack box. <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah. what? He really isn't as bad. He, he's another guy that's kind of become a joke, and I don't think that's right. He wasn't that bad. He was playing on a team that had won three games the previous season. That was an awful team. I mean, you know, come on. What was, what was he really going to come in and do yeah, with that? Well, uh, you know, the team is bad. And, I mean, uh, you know, Doug, I mean, come on. What, do you think, I mean, you, you tell me uh, some stats that are impressive about Doug Peterson. <laughs> Anything he did in his career, other than you know, he uh, he did a great job of consistently backing up Brett Favre. See that? You just gave me a great one. There you go. <laughs> he was the best at it. No, but he was okay. He was a veteran pro. He lasted a long time. You know, not complete garbage. He's better than Bobby Hoying. Well, the thing is, he does know that offense. Uh, he knows that offense through and through, and uh, that's one of the good things because he can help. He's helping the Eagles now and in, in helping. Um, you know, really, this, isn't it amazing? He's back, and he's doing uh, similar things in, on the coaching staff of helping Andy Reid to implement that off, offense and, and, and working with, uh, you know, the young quarterbacks and, uh, and really with the team. I think one of the things I saw him doing was doing a lot in working with the receivers, you know, and, and that's not a bad thing. No, especially when the other option is David Culley. And I'm sorry, I just I don't. You know, I, I don't get then gee, help me explain this one. I don't know what he's done with the receivers or what receivers he developed that he's been here this long working with the receivers. I, I, I just don't see who he's developed or what, what he's brought along. Well, I, you know, I think that's a good point. Uh, I haven't seen him uh, where he's really done much and uh, brought anybody along. And, you know, it's, it, you know I, I, I think that they've got a better group of receivers. they got more talent. But I would like to see him – you know, I work with a guy, and you see the guy making clear, concise improvement, uh, you know, getting better. Uh, now, I'm seeing that with Deshaun Jackson, but I think Deshaun came in and was pretty much on top of things um, already. And, you know, Deshaun, I think I expect to have a, have a great year because he just looks good in the practices, uh, and he just looks like he's on the top of his game. Of course, Jeremy Macklin, a kid like that, that's a kid that you want to develop, and that. That's the kind of kid that you'd be able to put a big, uh, you know, a big something on your hat, you know, uh, to know that you were able to develop a kid like that. So they better get someone on that project because they can't afford for him to fail. 
Wait, what's that? Say it again. I said they better get someone on him because they can't afford for him to fail, and that includes Andy Reid. You know, his clock's ticking, too. You know, you noted before, Joe Banner made that comment about the, the, the best roster in the league. That wasn't just directed at Donovan. That, that had Andy's name on it, too. There's, there's no doubt that uh, that was aimed at Andy. It was aimed at Donovan. Uh, those guys are uh, got the, you know they're on the clock. Uh, got a couple years left. Either win the thing or move on. You know uh, the, uh, the Phillies are not helping their situation by by winning championships. It's letting everybody know you know it's possible, but right. it hasn't been done. Only you know uh, our 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 uh, baseball team has done it, but our football team continues to leave us frustrated. So you know. That's a, well, that's a problem. Well, where are you on that, Jake? Uh, on gcop.com this week, uh, obviously I and Drew Silverman took on different arguments as opposed to can the Eagles win with Andy Reid and Donald McNabb? We didn't get your take on that, Jake. Are you are you uh, can they win it with them or is it time to go elsewhere? Oh, I, I think without a doubt they can win it with them. Uh, but you know uh, they're just part of the puzzle. You know that's where you know really I mean um, you can't expect <laughs> uh, to win a championship. You know if, if you're going to try to you know, uh, you need to score some points. You know, you need to get dominant people on both sides of the ball. You need they have dominant people. And unfortunately, you know, they haven't had those kind of dominant people. Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, I look at the offensively, if you've got a dominant person and you say you've got your a Pro Bowl quarterback, well, you've got to have some people for him to throw the ball to. What if, uh, you know, you go out and you get Peyton Manning and you got him throwing the ball to the Torrance Small and, and – uh, Charles Johnson, Charles Johnson, Billy McMullen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, he, he he's struggled too. Not going to be able to do that. But uh, we're going to continue on G Calvin House on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be back with you in a moment. Four sports. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Are you currently having trouble paying your mortgage? Are you in an adjustable rate mortgage or possibly in foreclosure? If you've been late once, have already received a letter from your lender with intent to foreclose, or even have a share of sale notice, you need to contact the professionals at New Hope Modifications. They are experts in helping people behind on their mortgage, in foreclosure, or even who are on time, but know that rate will be adjusting and will cause them problems in the future. Call New Hope Modifications today at 888-NO-DEBT-9. That's 888-663-3289 and talk to one of their modification experts. New Hope is staffed with professionals that have years of experience in customer service and the mortgage industry. Our branch managers take pride in giving every customer the attention and support that they may need in this crucial time of their life. You are not alone, and New Hope is the company that you can trust to help you save your home or assist in getting you a payment you can handle. Give them a call right now at 888-663-3289. Again, that number, 888-663-3289, and put your trust in New Hope. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No 
holds Bart. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're joined up with G Cobb in the house featuring Gary Cobb and co host Michael Warren. You want to get in on the conversation? Call in now. It's toll free 1 888 346 9144. That's 1 888 346 9144. Or send an email to Gary Cobb at AOL.com. Remember, two R's and two B's in that name. Now back to G Cobb in the house. G Cobb in the house, with, uh, back with you on Sports, I mean, uh, VoiceAmerica.com. And I've uh, been joined by my co host, uh, Michael Warren. And uh, we happen to be at the, uh, I believe it's, it's, it's the Lehigh, yep, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. We're at their game, and we're taking a look at Pedro uh, Martinez, who uh, the Phils I want to bring up and, and uh, uh, have give them some help uh, down the stretch, you know. and. Uh, they definitely, I mean, when you think about Pedro, uh, and Micah, you know, he's a right-hander. They need a right-handed arm in that lineup, you know. They, it, it would be nice rotation. to have a right-hander, yeah, if you, if you could, if, with your druthers. But it's like when I was talking to, talking to Paul Jolivitz of WIP earlier today, and he said, yeah, you know what, though, I don't care. Give me five Sandy Kopaks, I'll find a way to win. Well, and it's true, you know, I you mean, can't. Yeah, well, it'd be nice, it'd be nice to mix it up, you know. But, you know yeah, Sandy's the left-hander, you got Hamill's left-hander, Hamill's left-hander. Yeah. Moyer, but you got Blanton and Pedro righties. But if you make Pedro part of the rotation, who do you pull? And what would you do with Moyer if you got him out of the rotation? Well, that, that's why you know they got some decisions to make, and you know it's not a bad thing that they have some decisions to make. You oh, know, no, you want to have some arms, and you know, and that, therefore, you know, who's pitching best? Hey, we're going with. And uh, you know, as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at uh, Dasusaki uh, Matsuk. You know, and um, I saw where he's getting into it with the Boston about um, his arm. How you doing? Yeah, you saw he um, he's now blaming the Red Sox uh, because they're changing the way he trains. And he says he can't pitch like he did in Japan with the way they're making him, you know, maintain his body and his arm throughout the season. So I'm sure mm-hmm. Epstein, Epstein loved to hear that. Um, but yeah, he's got arm trouble, and I, don't, I guess it's a, I don't know if you said it's, a, it's called like naragami or natagami. It's a training technique that he uses, yeah. uh, and they, they won't let him use it. And he says that it's their fault. That's why he's breaking down. So <laughs> I'm sure. I'm well, sure. You know, I, don't, I don't think it's the wisest thing to be, uh, you know, to, to be altering what he's doing. I mean, you pay this guy all this money. I don't think it's the wisest thing that you you alter his uh, the way he prepares. Uh, because, uh, and I, I think that's a cultural thing. You know, from what I understand, you know, the, the uh, that they, that really, uh, the U.S. probably should adopt some of the things they're doing. From what I understand, their pitchers are more resilient like they used to be. Remember how pitchers used, used to be? I tell you, when I was a kid, they handed the pitcher the ball and said, well, we'll see you, you know, one thing about a guy going five innings, six innings. No, you're pitching the game. Right. And those guys, those guys pretty much pitched the game, and there were very few. You didn't hear a lot about arm trouble. You know, I, you know, it's been a long time. I mean, didn't hear anything about anybody having arm trouble. The only trouble they were having maybe is 
some of the guys are cheap and they want to reach down and get any money out of their wallet. But other than that, they didn't have, they didn't have any arm trouble, you know. Well, well, you know, if you look back years ago, uh, there was guys that would pitch ten inning games. They pitched ten innings one day. They pitched ten innings the next day. That's I right. Mean, that would blow a manager's head off just thinking about that today. That's right. I mean, that's, and back then, that's just the way it was. How much, I mean, you look at how many innings in a row would Walter Johnson pitch or something like that, or a Christy Matthews. Uh, yeah. I, I have right. a feeling nobody was counting their pitches. Right. But right. it is what it is, and, gee, your overall point is correct in that if a guy did one thing to make you want to pay him, let's say with a $100 million, I'm not even sure exactly what his contract is, yeah, it, was it was over $100 million. Yeah, it was a $100 million deal. You know, because they spent all that money to, to buy him out of his other contract. Right, you know? and they need, yeah, they needed a lot of money just to talk to him. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was, you know, they might have got almost like $50 million both ways. You know, pay him 50 and pay 50 to get him out of that deal. They bring him here, and then they don't want him to, uh, to work out the way he wants to. Who cares? Uh, you know, you, you want him, you know, basically you ask him, look, how can we get the most out of our money? Okay, well, then that's the way you're uh, fine. That's fine. So no, if this is Cobb's money, if Gary Cobb shelled out all this money, would you say you're going to do it my way? Or would you be like, look, kid, I don't care. Just keep doing what you're doing. Well, of course, I mean, the thing about it is you, you, you uh, signed him because of what you saw him doing, doing in his way. Right. That's why right. you signed him. You, you know, and, and, you know, um, when you bring him here and clearly, you know, the guy's having arm problems and he didn't have any arm problems before. And I really think that that it's some of the lifting. I think you you got to watch lifting with the arm because I think that uh, you know you want to have that loose that arm loose. And you know if it gets where it's too muscular and too tight, I, I think that you know I don't think it's a good a good, good thing. Uh, of course, I'm just talking. It's not where I've done a study on it, but you know from what I what I can you know gather from seeing the guys have all these problems that. Uh, you know, you have a lot more success if you were to let the guys, you know, do it the Eastern way. You know, the way the, you know, where they're doing it over in uh, in Asia. You know, yeah, you like would they, think that makes having sense. less arm yeah. You know, and and uh, Matt Sasaka, you know, I, I think it's it's a given. Now, um, <laughs> those of you checking out the game, I think it was still one nothing. Um, so you got, uh, you know, uh, Martinez having a pretty good outing. I don't know how many innings they're going to let him go, but. You know, I see zeros out there. I haven't really been looking at him, you know, throw the ball. But, you know, he's got to be doing all right. And that's going to mean that uh, he's going to be heading uh, to uh, be heading to Philadelphia not too long. And we'll see what he's got. What, what, and if he, what do you think they would be happy for if they get from, uh, from Martinez? That's a great question. I was going to ask you that because I didn't want to answer it. Um, <laughs> You know, how many starts does he get to struggle before they, they have to send him to the pen? I think maybe two or three. Um, it, it, for some reason, he was able to give you somewhat consistent six innings every, every fifth day. I think you'd be happy with that. You know, as long well, as he's not going out there getting shelled, you know, just go out there and give the lineup a chance. Because with this lineup, isn't that really what you're asking? Just give him a chance yeah. to win. Don't go get blown out. Don't get doing stupid stuff. Keep us in the game. Yeah, and that's they have to ask him in the game. Uh, and the thing about it, though, you know, with the Phillies, the main issue is going to be Brad Lynch. I mean, uh, he, he, was uh, the, he was the strongest thing they had going for him last year, and he's the question this year. Is that amazing? Oh, uh, it, it, he's, you know, it, it's so funny, G, when I saw the trade was, for Cliff Lee, I thought, He was the boy. surest thing last year. The guy had a perfect, perfect save uh, percentage. Perfect. And he comes in this year, he's the biggest question mark on the team. 
Yeah, and right now it is. I mean, the bullpen as a whole, too, with all the injuries. you got Durbin, Condry, and uh, uh, who's the other one on the DL? There's another. Uh, uh, Romero's on the DL. So now you're over your bullpen's thin, and your closer is just not – he's not dominant like he used to be. So, so what do you do? How much longer do you give Lidge? Do you look at – because Brett Myers is coming back, but he has to come back to the bullpen because – they're just not going to get him stretched out to be a starter uh, by the end of this year. <laughs> Iron Pig mascot. Um, now, I, I, I'm looking at the last year's Iron Pig 2008. Which oh, yeah, they got the, uh, I, the, <laughs> the mascots here. But, uh, what's that? I'm just watching the mascots walking down the hall here. Um, so I see, I'm looking here. I, I see Shane Victorino was on the 2008. You know, he came down. I guess he got he got banged up. I see, I see Brett Myers on it. 2008 well, uh, uh, Iron Peaks. Yeah. Well, My- Myers should be here through here soon. Yeah, that's uh, right. He's going he's gonna to have to make him re- rehab starts in the next few weeks. And you got the 2008 team, but the, you got uh, J.A. Happ was on it. Yeah. Adam Eaton. What about a guy, you know, you want to talk about a winner. What about Adam Eaton? Oh, gee, did you hear what he said in Baltimore? Okay, that's, hey, that's going to do it for us. I... What do they have? All right. I think that's going to do it for us. All right, we'll be back next week, Jay. What's that? I said we'll be back next week. Yeah, we will. We will be back next week. Talk to you later. Time to break the huddle. We'll be back again next Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern for another edition of G Cobb in the House with Gary Cobb and Micah Warren. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.